Well, we're going to continue. Actually, we're going to be finishing up our Advent series, and I've asked Michael Hansen to share with you this morning. So, Michael, welcome. Let's give it up for Thank Michael. You. Wow. <laughs> Man, it better be good after that. Pressure's on. But hey, uh, before I get into my message, I have a short video I, I uh, want to show you, and it's from two of our missionaries down in Brazil, uh, Christopher and Denise Meyer. So if you guys want to cue that up, uh, check this out, and uh, I'll have something to say afterwards. This is Denise. And Christopher. We want to thank you guys so much for the financial support and all the prayers. Uh, it means so much to us. We, wouldn't, we couldn't have gotten to Macapá without your help. Uh, we're so excited to be here. God's already doing amazing things. We're so excited about our future. Uh, please continue to pray for us as we uh, get adjusted here. But uh, we miss everybody there, and we can't wait to see everybody next year when we come back to visit. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. So, uh, you, uh, in case you, uh, if you remember, about a month and a half or two months ago, we brought the news that uh, Christopher and Denise had been asked by Shingu Mission to go and start a new base in uh, Macapá, the city of Macapá, which is really exciting. But we wanted to get behind them and help them financially, both the moving costs and the, uh, just the startup costs, you know, at the base there, the jacuzzi, the large screen TV, etc. Um, but I want to say thank you. I want to echo what they just said, because as always, you guys are so generous. And we raised, I think it was just over $6,500, which... I know uh, was a huge blessing to get to them, so thank you so much. But, uh, okay, so as Danny was saying, I'm going to be wrapping up our, our uh, Advent series. And Advent, uh, if you remember, it's this, these weeks leading up to Christmas, and it's, and it's a season of waiting. It's a season of, of uh, anticipating the, the arrival of Jesus, God coming to earth, a little baby boy, and coming to live and, and walk among us. And uh, two weeks ago... Uh, Jake kicked it off by talking about peace, and then last weekend, Danny talked about hope, and this morning, uh, I want to talk about uh, global warming. Okay, see, we're building a bridge. For no, I'm going to talk about uh, joy, and I don't know what comes to your mind when you hear the word joy, but I was thinking, and especially in this, in this season, this Christmas season, that uh, already, and in the next, especially in the next few days, uh, just in the U.S., what, what is it, like m for sure millions if not billions of dollars are going to be spent on gifts and all this stuff with what goal? The goal of trying to bring joy to people we love and, you know, are trying to love. <laughs> but, but the whole goal, and I, and I know, uh, I know as, uh, as I've gotten older, as a father, as a husband, one of the things that I really look forward to at Christmas, besides the food, is I love seeing, you know, the people I love light up when they get a gift, right? When Helen goes, hey, you went to the place I told you, to the aisle I told you to get the item I told you. Well done. I'm like, yay, I did it. But it tires me out till next year. But, or my kids, you know, I love seeing them get excited. But what I've seen uh, year after year is that happiness, and especially with younger kids, the happiness, what have you noticed? It, it doesn't last. See, when I talk about joy, uh, uh, I'm not necessarily talking about happiness. I, I heard a, a guy say recently that happiness is like a thermostat. No, I got it backwards. Happiness is like a thermometer, whereas joy is like a thermostat. Right? So happiness is, you know, it, it basically... Like a thermometer, it rises and falls with our circumstances. Like, yeah, like, man, I'm so happy we won, or I'm so happy I got a, you know, a hoverboard for Christmas, or, or it can be, oh, man, I got a sweater. What is grandma thinking? I mean, how many, or, you know, it's, it rises and falls with, with what's going on in our lives, whereas uh, joy, joy is like a thermostat. It's not set by our circumstances. Joy, and especially the joy I'm talking about this morning, this joy sets the tone, sets the, the temperature for our lives. And this kind of joy has that kind of authority and power to, to do that because of where it comes from. Uh, Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, uh, the joy of the, 
Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy I'm talking about this morning is a joy that comes from him. From him. And, and, and that kind of joy or this kind of joy is, is way more than happiness. The kind of joy I'm talking about this morning is, is peace, it's hope, it's relief, and really, it's God coming close and whispering to our hearts in the really good times, yeah, and in the really hard, scary times. It's God coming close and whispering, I'm here. I'm with you. I haven't forgotten you. I haven't abandoned you. I haven't, you know, I'm, I, I, I know exactly what's going on in your life. That kind of joy, true joy, the joy of the Lord, it comes from, from us being anchored in a day-to-day relationship with Jesus. And isn't, you know, isn't that something that we all long for? I think it just, all the Christmas carols, you know, you're going through the mall and peace on earth, goodwill. I mean, there's this, there's this longing in, the, in every human's heart for joy, for peace, for for a calm, like, can't we just get along? Can't we just love each other and enjoy each other? Can't we, you know, we, we long for that. And you know, the reason that we long for a place filled with peace and joy and hope, and the reason we long for that is because we, we were made for that place. Like when God, you know, created the heavens and the earth, and when God made humans, he made us to be in a, an, an, in, an intimate relationship with him where there would be no obstacles. There, it wouldn't be, we wouldn't have to struggle to hear his voice. It would be clear as a bell. We wouldn't have to struggle to receive you know, encouragement or, or wisdom from him. It wouldn't be the struggle that it is. right? But you know the story. Uh, God created everything and got it rolling. And what happens? Genesis 3, sin poof, comes in and just messes it all up. And now... Humanity, us, we're sick. We've got this sickness called sin, right? We're, we're, we're enslaved. We're, we're, we're all trying to get back to that place of peace, that place that we, you know, deep in our hearts that we, we long for. And listen to this quote from, from uh, C.S. Lewis. It says, What does not satisfy when we find it was not the thing we were desiring. Does that make sense? It sounds a little bit Yoda-ish. But another way to put that is from another, you know, from uh, cultural prophets, the Rolling Stones, right? I can't get no satisfaction, but I try, oh boy, but I try, and have they not tried? Yes, look at, their, look at those guys, they have tried, right? There's so many options to try to get back to that place, right? There's so many options, so much stuff and yet so little peace, so little hope, so, uh, so little joy. And what we're going to look at this morning is a story where uh, these guys, shepherds, uh, where they, uh, they find the joy that they've always been longing for. And really, a better way to put it is the joy that they were, have always been longing for finds them. And you know, as I've been praying about this weekend, the you know, what are we doing? We're getting ready for the arrival of Jesus, right? Christmas. And, and the sense I had this morning as I was, or as praying for this morning was uh, God wants to remind us that he's here, right? That he's here. We're celebrating something that happened, right? He is here with us. And this morning, you know, he knows what's going on and he knows the longing in all of our hearts for that place that we were made for. And this morning, he wants to come close, and he wants to whisper to our hearts that I'm here, that I know you. I know exactly what you're longing for this morning. So let's, let's pray, and then we'll jump into uh, Luke. Let's pray. <clears throat> Lord, I thank you for uh, another opportunity to get together, and, and just looking out at everybody and seeing all these faces just warms my heart. Lord, I love when we gather together, and I love... When you, your presence just is so real when we gather. Lord, I pray today that you would come close. Lord, you're a God who is, you know, you've, you've pursued us. You sent your son down to earth. And I just pray that you would come and walk among us uh, this morning. We welcome you here in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, there's Bibles uh, either in your hand <laughs> or at the front. 
or the back, but turn to Luke chapter 2, and uh, we're going to be starting at verse 8. So Luke chapter 2, verse 8 says this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This, sign, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on the earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. We'll stop there. Okay, so here are these shepherds. You know, these guys, they're out in the field. It's nighttime. You know, they're probably getting ready to, to wind down for the day and go to sleep. They're probably counting sheep. Okay, ka-ching. And so they're, you know, and <laughs> that's pretty lame. But look, you're all laughing, so I'll keep doing that. But uh, so suddenly an angel appears and, you know, it just must have been awesome, this big bright light. And, and, and the angel comes and he, and he has an announcement. Hey, I bring you good news that will cause, you know, that will uh, cause great joy for all people. Well, a good question to ask is, well, what is the good news? And, you know, uh, number one in your notes there is good news for all people. And, and I started off by, you know, talking about sin and how, you know, as sin entered into the human race, it just, it messed everything up. You know, now we're, we're sick with the sickness. We're lost. We're, we're enslaved to sin. We're running out to that place. It's, it's like now we're in a, because of sin, the human race is in a helpless place. And when I look at that announcement that the angel comes to, uh, to bring to these shepherds the good news, the good news is this. God is looking at us as as human beings and he's saying, you can't make it to me because you're sick, because you're stuck, because you're enslaved to all these things. You know, you can't make it to me, but what this, this announcement, this good news is, so I'm coming to you. Like, that's good news. I'm coming to you. I'm gonna come and I'm gonna rescue you. I, you know, my name is Luke Skywalker and I'm here to rescue you for all the Star Wars nerds, cool nerds. Right, he's come to rescue us and have, you know, I was thinking, have you ever been rescued, right? I remember, uh, I think I was like eight or nine years old and I grew up in a real small town in, in Western Canada and we would go uh, shopping. Um, there's a, a city, now that I look back, it's not very big, but it was a city to us about an hour away and we'd go, you know, we'd get our dog sled out and, and we'd all go into town and and I remember going to this, uh, one day to this mall with my mother and one of my brothers and my sister, and it was really busy, and it must have been uh, you know, the beginning of fall because we were going, and mom was buying, uh, my brother and I, matching downfield jackets, right? And now, nowadays they're cool, you know, the little pop, 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 those cool jackets. These were like the Michelin man. Remember the big squares? It's like, you know, you sort of walk around. Those were the jackets we got. And, and so we, we were getting ready to leave the store, and we're going up the escalator, and it was full of people. And I was fooling around and being silly. And uh, I'm sure my mom was like, you boys, you know, don't play in an escalator. And, and I, I don't know why, but I decided to sit down on the step of the escalator, right? And so we're, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm saying something real stupid. But we're going up the escalator and we get to the top. You know how it rolls over? Suddenly, my jacket gets caught in the escalator and it starts ripping and pulling and I needed to be rescued I was so afraid and so helpless I can just remember being pulled and you know I don't remember I'm sure my mom was yelling you know help him or whatever and and people were walking over me right Canadians hey but but they were saying sorry sorry excuse me sorry no (laughs) I'm making fun of myself but I remember at one point in this helpless place, this, just this man reached in, grabbed me from behind, and just wrenched me out of there. And you, know, and you know how when there's something scary like that, especially as a parent, you're like, oh, you know, my mom, and then all of a sudden it turned to anger. What were you thinking, you know? And, and I remember, oh, walking to the car, and I got like this, you know, sort of bill, I don't even know, it was like, like exhaust flowing behind me. But, but you know, 
I was in a helpless place. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get out of there on my own. I needed to be rescued. And, uh, you know, are you in a place today where you need to be rescued? Are you in a, are you in a place where you're, you're, you're helpless? Where you're stuck? Are you in a place where it literally feels like people are just walking over you? Like no one cares. Right? Well, I have good news. I have good news because the angel said that, you know, that, that uh, uh, today the Savior has been born, the Messiah, the Deliverer, the medicine for our sickness, the, the, you know, the rescuer for all the stuff we're stuck in. He's here. And the news, it, it, it gets better because he's, he's not just here to rescue a few. I mean, this is good news. He's here to rescue everybody. And, you know, one of the things that jumps out at me as I look at the story uh, of the shepherds, and just how, you know, the angel comes to them is up to this point, God's revealed his plan. You know, Jesus coming to earth to Mary uh, and to Joseph. And then the next group he, he reveals this plan to is to these guys, to these shepherds. And why, why that's so encouraging to me is, you know, in the first century, uh, shepherds, you know, uh, they were literally like social outcasts. Because they didn't live in the village or the town. They lived out in, the, in, in a field away from, you know, the community. And, and uh, so they're isolated, and they live with sheep. So, you know, they didn't have axe to spray on in the morning. I mean, they did not smell good. You know, nobody wanted to be around them. Uh, uh, their, their work made them ceremonially unclean, meaning think temple, think worship, like, sorry, uh, you're not coming in here. You're unclean. And it was at the temple where the, you know, God's people would gather to draw, to draw near to their God and to be told, sorry, you know, your, your, your very occupation makes you unclean, keeps you out of that place of worship. And, and I thought this was really interesting. You know, if, if, I, if I wanted to spread the news of a, uh, 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 spread some news around, I'd be, real, I'd be real, you know, purposeful in who I would pick to spread the news. You know, in some of the commentaries I read, it said that because they just were, you know, sort of uh, looked at as real shifty characters, shepherds, that they were not permitted to testify in court. And I'm like, wow, God, you sort of fumbled the ball. <laughs> you want to get the message out, you're picking these guys like, mm shepherds like I mean I would have been especially in their day I would have gone like to some priests reveal yourself to some priests everyone's going to listen to them and you know they, everyone thinks they're a little closer to God anyways but but this is what jumps out at me is the statement God makes about him about his heart about this rescue plan that he comes to these sort of nobodies and he, and he makes this statement I'm not just here for the elite I'm here for for everybody Right? I mean, have you ever felt in your life like, like an outcast? Have you ever felt, uh, you know, that people sort of turn up their nose or just, you know, ignore you? Have you ever felt when it comes to God? You know, we gather together, we talk so much about the presence of God, the love of God, and Him coming to us. And, but have you ever felt like, well, you're the one in the group that when you go to step into that experience in that place like sorry unclean remember when you did this or when you did that or you didn't do this or you didn't do that I mean do you does that register with you have you ever felt that way well don't you love how God goes look at this look who I reveal myself to look who I come to first outside of you know mom and dad or mom and well, yeah. I come to shepherds. I come to the nobodies. I come to the rejects. And I don't know about you, but that's good news to me. Because I try to look cool on the outside, but boy, oh boy, I need help on the inside. And I know I'm not alone, but that's good news. That's good news that he's here for, for everybody. He's here to rescue us from whatever it is that we're, we're stuck in. So God's joy is available to every, everybody. Let's read on. Verse 12 says this. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. 
Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And number two in your note says, uh, He is there, now go find him. And, and, and here's, here's what I mean by that. Remember last weekend, uh, Danny, one of the points in his message, and again, he was talking about hope, but one of the points was to have hope in this life, we need to be active and not passive. And, you know, I, said, I just said that God's joy, is, it's, it's available. This, you know, his plan, his rescuing, all, it's available to all, but we need to actively take hold of that joy. And here's why I say that. It's interesting to me, you know, you have this, you know, this crazy thing where the shepherds are out there, the angel comes, makes this huge announcement about, you know, the birth of this, you know, the Messiah, the Savior, but then he doesn't get specific. He doesn't give them the address, right? He says, you know, he doesn't say today, you know, in the city of David at the corner of Hummus and Birkenstock, a little blue house, you know, they've got goofy lights, like... What does he say? He literally, he sort of throws out these clues. Well, you know, he's going to be in a manger, so okay, that means he's probably, you know, he's not at the Hampton Inn suite. You know, it's like, uh, and he's going to be wrapped in these, in these, you know, these claws and lying in a manger. And so, and see, uh, part of finding joy calls for action, calls for choice, right? You will find the shepherds. Let's go. Let's go find this thing. Listen to this quote from Henry Nouwen. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says, Joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. It is a choice based on the knowledge that we belong to God and have found in God our refuge and our safety and that nothing, not even death, can take, away, uh, can take God away from us. Joy is the experience of knowing that you are unconditionally loved and that nothing, sickness, failure, emotional distress, oppression, war, or even death can take that love away. So this pursuit, this, you know, this actively going after joy, well, what does that look like? And, you know, and, and I don't know about you, but I don't think it's hard to find joy when, you know, when, uh, when things are going well in our lives. It's not hard to recognize the activity and presence of God when things are going well, when he says, I'm here. You go, yes, I see it. Thank you, God, for just how you're looking after us and how you're caring for us. It's, it's so much easier in the good times. Where it gets hard is, is in those hard places. It's when, when the, rubber hits, you know, the rubber hits the road, when, when, when we're in those painful confusing places listen out of this verse uh, James chapter 1 it says dear brothers and sisters when troubles of any kind come your way consider it an opportunity for great joy for you know that when your faith is tested your endurance has a chance to grow so let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed you will be perfect and complete needing nothing now, that's from the New Living Translation, and NIV says it a little different. It says it, consider it uh, pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, right? But when I, when I look at that, here's what goes through my mind. Now, either that verse, that statement, is a cruel joke. Consider it pure joy when you face trials? Really? Hey, you just got fired. Bless you, buddy. Right? You just got what diagnosis? Hey, sweet. Right? Like either that's, either that's a really cruel joke or, or there's something in there. There's something of God. There's an invitation of God, a depth of knowing him, like a depth of relationship, a, a connection to what we are made for. There's, there's, there's something, you know, in that invitation that can only be found in choosing to trust him in those hard 
those hard times. And I don't know about you, but man, I wish there was another way to grow. Like, it's like, okay, I'll read a book. Like, like even a book without pictures. You know what I mean? I'll read it, a thick one. Right? Give me some time, but I'll, I'll read it. Or I'll, I'll go to a conference. You know, even like in Albuquerque or like, who, or you know what I mean? I don't, that just came to my mind. So if you're from Albuquerque, it must be a great place, but I notice you're here. But... Um, <laughs> Or, or, you know, wouldn't, you, wouldn't it be great if I could just take a pill? Boop. Aha. You know? But here's the thing. I'm not excited about it, but it seems that God grows us and matures us uh, in this lifetime, on this side of heaven, through struggle, through trials, through things beyond our understanding. And when it says that you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing, it doesn't mean that as we, you know, choose God and trust God through the trials that at some point in our lives we sort of, you know, we sort of Schwarzenegger, we become these superhumans where, you know, nothing bothers me anymore. You know, it's like we're, we're like just, you know, superhumans. That's not what that means. What that means is, you know, that you'll be perfect and complete needing nothing. It means that we will have learned to fully trust God in any and every situation. God allows hard times to give us opportunities to learn to trust Him. You know, I, I was thinking when my kids were uh, small, uh, little, <clears throat> I can remember trying to teach them how to jump into a pool, right? And, uh, you know, what I would do is, is we had to start real small. Like, literally, if that was the side of the pool, I would be like, you know, you know, standing right in the water right there. You know, my hands are like three inches from their little bodies, and they're like, ooh, shaking. And, and I would say, now jump. Right? Now jump. And, and they needed to learn to trust me. Right? They needed to learn to trust that I'm not just going to drop them or let them drown. But the only way that they could, dis, uh, could discover that or that they could learn to trust me was in jumping. Right? And so I, you know, I remember I'd be real close and they'd jump and I'd catch them and put them back. See, it's not so bad. I'd take a little step back. And you know, it actually got to where I can remember I'd let them go right into the water and I'd whip them out real quick and say, that was great, wasn't it? And they're like, oh, I don't know. You know I'm not so sure anymore, but, but I'm in your arms now. And, and, but you know, uh, how did they learn to trust me that I would be faithful, that I would catch them? They had to jump. And you know, I don't know why God seems uh, to start some people on the high diving board, right? Because I know, I look around this room and I know some of the situations and, and, and I go, wow, I don't know why, but he's, he's just sent you way up there and he's going, here I am, I'm right here, right? <laughs> it's like, and I don't, I just... I don't understand why he does that. But I know this, that his word is true. And you've been given an amazing opportunity to discover how great, as we sang, how great our God is and how faithful he is to catch you. But you know what? And this kind of, it's the hard part. The only way you're going to find out is what? Jump. Is jump. That's the only way you're going to find out and to find out if he's faithful. So to enter into this, this joy, to enter into what God's inviting us into, we have to be active. We can't be passive. We need to actively take hold of the joy. Let's, let's finish the story. This is uh, verse 20. <clears throat> it says, The shepherds returned. After all they've gone through, seeing Jesus, etc., the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. Number three in your notes there is, is in the meantime. So I look at that verse and I think of the story and I go, okay, the shepherds returned. And how did they return from this experience? It says that they came back glorifying and praising God. Right, so these, you know, these riffraff shepherds, they're coming back, yeah! They're all fired up. They're, you know, they're experiencing just a, you know, one part of the, the, just a sense of great euphoria and joy, and they're all excited. And, and my question is, why? Why are they so fired up? Because you know what? The fact that it says, uh, well, let me make, come back to that. So why, why are they so fired up? Is, is it because their lot in life has changed? Right? Are they coming back going, woo, we just won a million bucks? 
right? And all these shepherds, what are you going to do? I'm going to have a shower. You know, it's like, it's like, is that why they're all fired up? Well, no, the reason they were so, well, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Their lot in life hadn't changed. There we go, right? Because it says that they returned. These shepherds went back to being shepherds. These shepherds went back in their culture to being outcasts, right? They're still smelly. So why are they all fired up? They're all fired up. They're filled with joy because they had just encountered Jesus. Because, you know, my hunch is that they tasted in being in his presence, this little baby, baby Jesus, that they tasted the thing that they'd longed for all their lives and didn't even know it. They tasted it. it was a, and just a taste, just a taste of it, just, just changed their lives. But it didn't change their occupation, did it? And isn't that one of the things that we struggle with is, you know, we gather together on the weekend or, you know, in small group, etc. And, you know, we worship together and we, yeah, how great is our God. And, you know, he loves us. He's with us. You hear a message and, you, you know, you're told truth and, you, you know, you're encouraged. And that's right. God loves us. He never leaves us. He, you know, he's, he's always with us. And, and you get all fired up and you're all excited and super encouraged. But what happens? We don't stay here, do we? Because in like two hours... We're, no, in, in 20 minutes, <laughs> we're all going to, or you're going to leave here. And some, some of you are going back to an empty house. Some of you are going back, you know, you're getting in the car with a struggling marriage. Or it could be with illness. It could be financial. It could be just all the stuff of, of life. So, so how do we nurture, how do we cultivate joy in the meantime? Well, uh, one way is we keep going to church. We make it a, a, a priority in our lives to come to this place where, where one of the reasons we meet is to be encouraged in our faith, to be reminded, no, that's not true. This is the truth about how God sees you. Right? We're, we gather to be encouraged. That's one of the reasons, you know, get in a small group. One of the reasons we have small groups is to be encouraged in our faith. Uh, Another way to, to nurture that joy and, uh, and to cultivate that in our lives. Da- last weekend, Danny quoted uh, from, a, from a very famous shepherd, a verse out of Psalm 23. And, and David said this. He said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Why, David? You're a teenager. You're out in the, in the middle of nowhere with all these sheep and, you know, lions attack and bears attack. Why aren't you afraid? What does he say? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And aren't you glad that he doesn't say in that verse, you know, you know even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of, of death, I will not be afraid. For one day I will be with you in heaven. Like that's true, but that's not very comforting right now, is it? But I love it. I love that he says, because you're with me. Because he's with us. Right now, today, he's with us. Um, One of the ways we cultivate joy, nurture joy in our lives is choosing to live each day like that is true. That he's with us. And it's learning, you know, it's learning to not be controlled by the thermometer, our feelings, the situation. Learning not to be controlled by that, but rather... Uh, living a life where we're, we're constantly pursuing or looking for the thermostat, right? For what God says. I'm setting the tone for your life, right? And, you know, and just think on a, on a totally human level. How do we nurture, you know, uh, that relationship, that joy that we get from the Lord? Just, just think on a, on a totally human level. How do you nurture a, a relationship, a friendship? How do you do that? Yeah, right, exactly. Money. No, <laughs> I'm teasing. He didn't say that. She said, we, we be together. We be, you know, it's, it's time spent together. It's, it's making choices in our lives to be where that person is. Like when, when my wife and I, when we started dating, I was thinking about this. I literally built my life around her. My schedule was all around, when can I see Helen? When can I go by the mall and, you know, and see Helen? And when can I, you know? And uh, listen to this verse from John 15. It says, 
as the, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And what is he saying? You want to remain with me? You want to stay with me? Well, then go where I go. Do what I do. Be, you know, like, you know, as, as much as you can, try to stay in step with me. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't come naturally to me. Right? I tend to lag behind and I tend to veer off a lot. But, but God knows our human condition and, and he's given us this incredible gift, this incredible mystery that, that he sent his Holy Spirit, God, to come and live in our hearts. Right? So like, as his followers, we literally have a, a, a live-in coach, a live-in encourager. Listen to this out of Galatians 4. <clears throat> it says, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him, sent Jesus to buy freedom, to rescue us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts prompting us to call out Abba Father now you are no longer a slave but God's own child and since you are his child God has made you his heir I mean you know one of the things about nurturing joy is 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 nurturing a relationship with the Holy Spirit which I think really takes our imaginations to just imagine to think about that okay right now God lives in me like you'd think I would explode or I'd at least be glowing, right? But okay, I'm, gonna, I'm choosing, right, to believe that. I'm going to live my life like that's true. He's with me. He lives in me. And one of the amazing things is we think about that more in our lives. I promise you that you're going to start feeling nudges and whisper, hearing whispers as the Holy Spirit guides you. And I love what it says that it's the Holy Spirit who prompts us to call out. And to call out what, Right? Prompting us to call out, oh, most magnificent, uh, magnificent, magnificent, magnificent. I'm speaking American. I got to translate as I go. Oh, mighty one. Let's stick with that. Mighty one who lives in unapproachable light and will, you know, will burn if we get close. I mean, that's not what he says, is it? Just think God inside of you, he, he, he whispers to your heart, call out to him and call him daddy that's what that word means i mean how amazing is that that almighty god who who is watching over the universe stuff that we will never you know man with all this creation will never get will ever will ever discover that's just beyond you know our imaginations he says you can call me daddy like that's so intimate Right? That's, I mean, how do you nurture joy? Well, I encourage you, start, when you're sitting alone, when you're driving, when things are cramming in on you, just say that. Daddy, I'm stuck. People are walking over me. I'm in a helpless situation. I don't know what to do. Daddy, you need to rescue me. I'm calling out to you. I mean, that's how you cultivate joy that's how you how we this side of heaven that's how we reach and strain to to grab onto what we were made for to reach through all the unbelief and all the lies of the enemy and say no i'm gonna i'm just gonna choose to believe that it's true and i'm gonna call out to him for his his rescuing well uh, i want to end my message off a little different <clears throat> Uh, this week as I was, you know, preparing and trying to think of, you know, what am I going to say? And uh, I was getting ready one day and I had some music playing and I'm thinking, what should I do? What should I do? And all of a sudden I, I, my attention went to this song that I was listening to and I thought, what a great song. And it, it's even greater. The, the gal that wrote it is from Australia, which is cool. But, uh, <clears throat> but I, wanna, I just want us now just to sit with all that I've been saying that he's here that he's come to rescue you today, that, you know, if you feel like an outcast, all the things that I've said that you can call him daddy, 
all the things that I've said, I want you to just, just sit and listen to this song. The lyrics will be on the screen, but just let the, just the truth of this song wash over you. So go ahead, you guys, you can, you can cue that up. A great song. <clears throat> Why don't we stand up? Let's just pray and just uh, quiet our hearts. Uh, worship team, you guys can come on up. So, Lord, we thank you for your presence. And even all through this morning, all that you've been doing, all the ways you've been coming close, all the ways you've been whispering, all the ways you've been rescuing, we welcome you here. Thank you that you're a pursuing God, that you came to us. And we're in those stuck places. You came to us. Just come, Lord. Just calm our hearts right now, just to prepare our hearts, just to receive what you have for us. Just come, Lord. You know, <clears throat> here's how we're going to end off the services. We're just, uh, instead of calling people forward, we're just going to pray for people uh, just where you are. But I had, <clears throat> excuse me, I just had some thoughts uh, came to my mind. And, and, and you know that one of them was just, uh, like I was talking about this morning, there are people here today that you feel stuck. You feel like you're stuck. And, and, and you, you, you realize you're in a helpless situation. And, and, you know, God wants to come and rescue you today. He wants to lift you out. He wants to reach into that situation and pull you out of that. And, you know, and, and in just a sec, we'll, you know, we'll pray for you. So that's one group. Another was, um, in <clears throat> uh, this, uh, uh, there's, there's people that for, maybe it's been weeks or months, but you've had like this, this, uh, this hunger inside that no matter what you do, no matter what you eat, the hunger doesn't go away. And, the, and this thought I had was God said, hello, that's me. I'm rescuing you. I'm, that hunger is, is, I'm trying to get your attention to, to turn to me. Because I'm what you need. And you could be in a great place, you could be in a hard place, but there's, there's something in you that you realize, 
I'm not satisfied. I want more. And then another thought I had, and I don't know if I'll be able to articulate this well, but uh, as I was getting ready this morning, just clear as a bell, it went through my mind that there are people here today that God is promoting you. And the sense I had was it's a spiritual promotion. It could be, you know, in your prayer life. It could be, I I don't even, but, but the sense I had and what I heard the Lord say is you have been faithful in little, and he's saying, come on, I got more for you now. And I would encourage you to get prayer today. And then the, uh, well, two more. <clears throat> if you have any pain or, 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 or sickness in your body, uh, whether it's new or chronic, we want to pray for you today that God wants to come close and comfort you. Just go ahead, Annie, grab the mic. And then uh, the last one I had, and <laughs> we'll wait, was that there are people here today that you already, the anxiety is growing when you look to next week of getting together with family. And God just wants to comfort you. And so uh, we'll just hear what Andy has to say, but then we're going to just have you raise your hand and people will gather around right where you're at. So go ahead, Andy. I just felt that, um, just like Michael said, anxiety, fear, the enemies. I just see the enemy using fear and pride and guilt all kind of back and forth to confuse us. And uh, we just want to pray against that. Uh, that's, where that's great. So here's what I ask. We're going to end the service off. Uh, get, lady's going to lead us in a song. If any of those words I said, what Andy said, if that's you, could you just put your hand up? We're just going to take a few minutes to pray for you. Put it up nice and high. Nice and high. There you go. Look around. Now just look around you. If there's someone near you, just go, just go and ask them, what can I pray for you? And then pray for them. So I see in the back, all over here, just look. You're going to, you might have to move your head around to look around. But look around the room. Let's make sure everyone has someone praying for them. <clears throat> We're just going to take your a few hands minutes. up until someone comes and prays yeah. for you. So if no one's there praying, if you're, if people have gathered around you, put your hand down just so we. But we have right here someone, some ladies, or you know you're a small group leader. <clears throat> you might have to move your feet. Let's gather around and just you know just bless what God's doing. So, but for the you know let's all join in and sing as the ladies lead us.
that song I, or that you're a, you're a good good father that we're loved by you and I just bless all the ways that you're loving on us today I pray Lord where there's sickness that you would just you would bring your healing power where there's where there's a sense of being you know stuck that you would rescue that you'd comfort you'd give wisdom or whatever the needs are here today you are way more than enough to look after us. Lord, just we thank you for all the ways you're coming close right now. And I pray as we, you know, as we do leave here, as we do get back into just the stuff of life and work and school and just all the stuff that we experience that you would, uh, especially as we lead up to Christmas, to as we, you know, we lead up to celebrating your arrival, that you would remind us every day, every hour that you're here that you're with us, that you're always with us. Lord, just strengthen us. Uh, uh, strengthen our, our uh, just that inner, that inner choice, that inner yes, that I am going to, to you know, no matter what's going on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna press into you. I'm gonna live my life like that is true, that you're with us. Lord, just thanks for uh, everyone that's here, I just pray a blessing over everyone, every family that's represented. And just pray, Lord, that you'd watch over us. Uh, bless our celebrations this week as we celebrate you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, bless you. Uh, look forward to seeing you on Thursday, but have a wonderful uh, rest of the day. And don't go too crazy shopping, but uh, we'll see you, see you on Thursday. Or, yeah, Thursday.